Hello and welcome to the latest Canby Quarterly Results podcast. I'm Gerard Starkey, SVP of Marketing here at Canby. In each quarter, I'll be joined by Canby CEO Christian Nyland and Canby CFO David Kenyon. Today, we'll be discussing Canby's Q2 results update, which delivered revenue of 42.8 million euro and an operating margin of 39%. So morning, gents. And Kristen, if I can start with you, um, another strong quarter for Canby, but but what in your view were, were the highlights of the quarter? Yeah, obviously, I mean, uh, great financials, as you already mentioned. Uh, again, we had really, really good uh, betting margins, uh, mainly because uh, we had fantastic results in in soccer, in, in various leagues in, in the end of a season, uh, the Champions League especially. And also the Euro was uh, really good to us. Our highlights, I would say, yeah, we continued our expansion in, in South America uh, with uh, the signing and launching of, of uh, NJ Gaming in Peru. Um, and we also launched our first uh, lottery with a Belgium natural lottery uh, going live just before the Euro started. So, yeah, it's been a very nice quarter. It is a summer quarter, so so obviously a little bit uh, quieter than, than uh, the, the busier Q4 and Q1 quarters, but uh, in general, a great quarter. Yeah, I suppose um, uh, linked link to that in terms of the quiet, quieter Canada, some some of the things you mentioned there in terms of the good margin came from mainly from soccer and, and, and European sports. And then the calendar in, in the US this quarter was, was a bit quieter. Um, but do you feel your global presence helped us move out some of the seasonality impacts this year? Um, and do you see that kind of happening in, in future years or is this more of a, a one-off year due to the, the changing calendars? I mean, unfortunately, even if uh, it's different sports in, in the US and Europe, uh, the summer months is historically uh, worse in, in uh, both continents. Uh, in US, you you only have baseball really going on uh, for, for many months in the summer, uh, whereas in in Europe, you normally don't have the football uh, at all uh, for, for two to two and a half months during the summer. Uh, so yes, a Euro uh, obviously uh, helps up with the, the, the turnover in Europe. Uh, it's a World Cup next year. Unfortunately, they have moved that to December, so that will not smooth out anything during next year, unfortunately. Uh, where we really see a big uh, difference uh, being uh, more uh, spread out uh, across the globe is that the risk is more spread out on, on more events uh, where, where you have bigger interest in, in, in more different sports than when we were very dominant in in Europe. Okay, interesting. Um, you mentioned the euros there before, um, and, and and the margin that that delivered. Can you give us a bit more colour on the on the performance and its and its impact? Um, not just looking at Q two, but the tournament as a whole. Yeah, it was, uh, I say, really a, a yeah tale of two halves, both when it comes to to result for for Candy. Uh, but also when it comes to interest of, of uh, uh, the spectators, I would say. Um, we, we have a new tournament format that we introduced in 2016. Unfortunately, the group stage becomes a little bit less interesting to, 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 to the yeah, public uh, 
it, it's too many teams going through. So, so we we see a uh, little bit uh, slower uh, than expected in the group stage, and then very strong performance uh, in the knockout uh, stages. Result wise, it, it was also a little bit the same. Uh, we actually didn't have very good result uh, uh, for a larger part of the group stages, but the last round of the group stage and, and the uh, knockout stages, uh, we had great results. I think we had a um, great uh, offering this time. We always have a great offering, but uh, uh, one interesting thing is that uh, I think on, on the uh, eight uh, games uh, going beyond uh, 90 minutes, uh, we had uh, roughly 40% of all the turnover coming after the 90 minutes. So, so the importance of a great uh, live offer is uh, really, really interesting. Another interesting nugget is uh, the impact of a bet builder, uh, where I think uh, more than 20% of all cross gaming revenue uh, from the tournament was coming from, from the bet builder uh, product. And uh, yeah, finally, yeah, our the final of the tournament uh, was uh, yeah a new record on on the soccer game. Uh, but to put it a little bit in perspective, uh, because of of the dominance of of uh, American football nowadays, it didn't even reach uh, top ten uh, of all events. Okay, interesting there on on the the kind of the the impact of of bet builder and. Um... In your strategic update today on, on on the progress on the on the pillars, one thing you've mentioned there is um, the upcoming enhanced bet builder product for for American football, um, enabling um, betters to to be able to, to comp- combine outcomes in the same game and and, and across games. Um, how, how important do you feel it's it is for a, for a sportsbook to have that high level of bet combinability? I mean, it's really important. I mean. Accumulators or parlays has always been a big part of, of, of sports betting. Uh, and since a few years, it has become more and more interesting in, in uh, uh, betting on, on uh, different outcomes within one single game. Uh, we have seen it with soccer, as we mentioned, and, and uh, now we have done a big effort on, on uh, making it uh, really available uh, on a much more granular level for, for, for this season, also in American football. So I think it will have a very, very large impact on, on uh, our turnover and, and our uh, gross gaming revenues uh, coming from American football this year. Okay, if we come to you, you now, David, um, just, just looking back a little bit on your, your recent Capital Markets Day, uh, you shared some some total addressable market assumptions has has anything changed since that capital markets day about a month ago now to to, to kind of uh, amend any of those assumptions? Yeah, I mean we set up uh, at the at capital markets day some long term figures for 2026, where we thought the uh, potential global addressable market for operated GGR could be in the range of somewhere 44 to 63 billion euros. And of course, as we move forward, we're obviously going to track against the many assumptions we made to get to those numbers. If you look at it on a short term basis, it's always going to be kind of small steps. Uh, Towards towards those longer term goals, but if we look at uh, the US, we've seen positive progress towards regulation in both New York and Arizona, among, amongst others. 
uh, and looking further afield in, in the, the Americas, in Canada, really positive uh, news for us in terms of a bill being passed, which enables re-regulation of that market. And then looking further south in South America, as Christian mentioned, our signing with NG Gaming in Peru really expands our footprint in South America. So yeah, I'd say nothing's really changed our assumptions in the last four weeks. There have been small positive steps towards them, and it's, it's clearly a moving target, which we're going to keep monitoring. Excellent. Thank you. And um, in order to take advantage of these these, these global opportunities, these, these markets that, that you touched on there and, and others that are going to be re regulating, hopefully in, in, the, in the coming years, where do you see um, or, or how, how can Canby put itself in the best possible, possible situation to capitalise on, on these opportunities? You know, where would you be placing your invest, investment to make sure Canby's there and, and ready to take advantage? I think the really positive news on this front is, you know, we're really well set up to capitalise globally on the, on the opportunities we've got. Um, in terms of the platform, it's, it's already built to handle regulations. So when all these new regulations that we need to fall into place to hit these long term targets, when they're put in place, we don't need to kind of start building a whole new platform from scratch for each territory. So it's very scalable in that respect. In terms of the actual product and the service we provide, we're already in six continents. So I think we're in, in good shape there. We don't need to kind of reinvent the wheel for every market we go into. But there are there are potentially some areas which I did highlight on the Capital Markets Day, which could fast forward our growth and increase the moat towards the competition. You know, things like artificial intelligence or player account management systems. Uh, which could really in, you know, really strengthen our position. And I think our, our very strong balance sheet can really help us uh, action some of those opportunities going forward. Perfect. And um, just in the last few weeks, there's, there's been a, a change. You, you, you've announced a change in your agreement um, uh, with Mohegan in Connecticut. Um, can you just um, let us know what the financial impact of, of that will be? Sure. Yeah, the impact is we're going to receive the expected amount of revenue over the full five-year term of the deal but without actually having to do any work to provide the service or, or without any burden of operational resource. So, yeah, I think that's, a, that's a, a fair and good outcome for us. And we're also in discussions with them regarding opportunities in other jurisdictions. So I'd say the market's really evolved since 2019 when we first signed this deal with them for Connecticut. But I think, you know, we believe we've got a fair settlement here and um, we look forward to working with them in the future. Awesome, thank you. Um, back to you, Christian. Um, just looking at some of these these future markets. Of course, we're already in uh, New York when it comes to retail. But on on the 9th of July, the the New York State Gaming Commission released its RFA for for mobile sports wagering. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since that that hit our desks. Um, are you able to update us on your your plans for New York, and and do you expect to be submitting in any form? Yes. So uh, yeah, I think uh, a few of our partners are, are very keen to 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 get into to, to the New York uh, online uh, sports betting market, of course, and uh, we will uh, support them and follow them in, into that market. Uh, hopefully, the commission has been very clear what the uh, sports wagering platform is, and and, and uh, I think all our partners uh, need our support uh, to to to. Uh, be able to 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 uh, submit their offer. Uh, so this process will uh, be decided in uh, yeah during autumn, and uh, we are quite confident that we have a good offer. But uh, in the end, it's very much up to to to, to the governor's office uh, whether we will uh, be successful or not. In, indeed, uh, fingers crossed for that. And and um, 
David mentioned uh, Canada, um, where they've repealed the ban on single game wagering. That went through a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that gives the provinces the ability now to, to liberalise their licensing regimes and offer single game wagering. Um, how would you describe um, kind of the, the prospects for Canby in, in Canada? What kind of promise does it hold? First of all, I mean, uh, just to put this in perspective, I, I think uh, the single uh, wagering uh, legalization uh, was up for, for discussion uh, probably a decade ago, first time. So so we're very pleased to see this uh, finally uh, come, come true. Um, I think Canada is a very interesting market. It's, uh, uh, it should be considered as a, quite a large jurisdiction. Uh, it's not many states in, in the US that, uh, that is comparable in size, really. For us, I think we have a great product for, for, uh, for the Canadian market. Uh, as uh, with our Scandinavian heritage, of course, we have a great uh, ice hockey product, which is uh, by far the most important sport in, in Canada. So uh, uh, we're looking forward uh, to, to, to uh, uh, start working on, on the Canadian market. And, and I think we have a great chance of being very successful over there. And finally, just to end on, um, in recent weeks, Camby's won some industry awards, which are always good to win. Um, we won three awards at the EGRB2B Awards and two awards at the Global Gaming Awards. Um, what what do these kind of awards mean to to you, Christian, and, and and to the company in general? First of all, uh, of course, we are very helpful uh, to be recognised by by our peers. Uh, I think uh, for us, I mean, it gives uh, to all our staff. It gives a just a great uh, appreciation of uh, what we're doing. Uh, and, and what we have been able to, to produce in, in tough times uh, during the last 12 months. Uh, so, so I'm very, very pleased, uh, both for the company and, and for all uh, employees uh, who, who are very deserving of, of this award, I would say. Uh, and uh, I mean, it shows that we have a great product and uh, our partners uh, have a great product and, and hopefully more and more prospects uh, really understand uh, what a difference can be can, can do compared to, to, to our competitors. I think we'll leave it there. So that just leaves me to thank David and Christian for your time this morning. Congrats again on the Q2 results. And we'll be back on October the 27th for the Q3 report. Thanks for your time today.